Hi, this is Dr. Mike Chupp, and welcome back to CMDA Matters, the weekly podcast of CMDA, where our vision is bringing the hope and healing of Christ to our world through Christian healthcare professionals. You know, I've spent the last week traveling in the great states of Texas and Oklahoma, meeting CMDA members and supporters in several cities through our Thrive Tour. So to my old and new friends in Dallas and Temple, Texas and Tyler, Texas and Oklahoma City, where the Oklahoma University Health Sciences Center is located, a great big thank you for the wonderful reception and hospitality that you gave me last week. A Thrive event is a great opportunity to learn more about the many ministries of your CMDA and to learn how CMDA can help you thrive, not just survive. We might just be coming to your area soon, so you can find an upcoming Thrive event by visiting cmda.org slash thrive. Our CMDA leadership team hopes to see you soon in your city or region. Our guest on this week's episode is Dr. Gordon Chen, and he certainly understands the importance of investing in physicians as well as advanced practice clinicians so that they might thrive and not just survive in a patient care environment. As the former chief medical officer of ChenMed, a family-owned primary care company, he joined us on the podcast to share about their unique approach to patient care and leadership development, as well as how their faith in Christ at ChenMed provides a strong foundation for their entire healthcare system, which was founded by his father, Dr. James Chen. You're also going to hear the voice today of Pastor Burt Jones, who is CMDA's Vice President of Missions and Member Care. He joined me for the conversation because Burt has a keen interest in the leadership development of our members. So let's listen in as we talk with Dr. Gordon Chen. Well, today on CMDA Matters, I wanted to introduce you as our listeners to a doctor and his family that has a remarkable story. And I was first made aware of this story a little over a year ago when I was handed a book by our Vice President of Campus and Community Ministries, Reverend Bill Reichert. The book is entitled The Calling, A Memoir of Family Faith and the Future of Healthcare. And it's written by the Chen family who launched many years ago Chen Med, which is a healthcare system, was in Florida, but it's now gone national. And I just want to read you the introduction, a note from the authors, this book that was released last year called The Calling, in which uh, our guest today, Dr. Gordon Chen and his family, uh, his brother Chris, who is also a physician, wrote, Our family has been called on a mission. We received our calling through our faith, and this calling has put us on a path to change how healthcare is delivered in America and to transform lives among the neediest populations. So, Dr. Gordon Chen, welcome to CMDA Matters today. You're trained in fellowship trained in med school in Miami in cardiology, correct? That's right. Yeah. Internal medicine and cardiology here in Miami. So our reader, uh, listeners, uh, I hope they're going to get your book, uh, The Calling, but uh, incredible story. The family business is without question healthcare. And your father, James, uh, started uh, an office there 
in Miami in the 80s, was it, or even earlier than that? He started in the 80s, and then he um, started in this, what we call full-risk practice in the early 90s. And that's where he actually took financial risk with his patients, meaning he became almost like part payer and also the provider together, where he changes his practice approach to preventing hospitalizations. And then that that became the foundation of, of how we move forward. And, and it became a very robust clinical model where we develop trusting relationships with patients in order to help them make the changes that they need so that they can improve their health. I can't remember reading a story of two brothers who did so many different things together, and you were obviously groomed by both your father, James, and your mother, Mary, it seems like, to take over and to run this organization called ChenMed. Well, we had no idea that it would become what it is today. So um, God has just opened so many doors and blessed us in ways that we honestly couldn't have dreamed or imagined. And really, the reason why we wrote the book was just telling our story, just recognizing what God had done in our lives with a starting point of realizing that my dad had cancer and we thought he was going to only live for two years. And it was one medical practice at that time. And as a family, and maybe this is why we all live together and work so closely together, you know, after so many years, we bonded together and we experienced what it's like to really suffer at the hands of a broken healthcare system. And we were on our knees praying for my dad's life. Um, we were um, navigating as a patient on the patient side of things, but also having all the medical knowledge and medical experiences and connections and just recognizing that if this isn't working for us, imagine the rest of the country that may not have the connections or the medical education or the know-how, like how would they survive through this broken healthcare system? And the reality is many of them don't. And, and so we realized as my dad, by God's mercy and grace, made it through cancer, that as a family, we were able to work together and contribute in our own unique ways to allow our, our scope of influence to broaden. We're able to, to see more patients. We're able to grow from one clinic to two to six. We're able to go from one state to the next in an environment where most people had told us healthcare does not scale. And with the right platform and the technology and, and really honestly just God just opening doors for us um, we were able to make a much broader impact than we thought Dr. Chen you uh, talk about and you describe your superpower among the Chen family as the ability to communicate the Chen Med mission vision and values in such an inspiring way that you've had great success in recruiting physicians away from the fee-for-service model to your value-based care model how do you specifically do that tell us a little bit about that tell our listeners how that's working so just so you know, that was Chris had put that in there in the book okay. because he was like, hey, Gordon can really get our physicians, clinicians excited and motivated. But then really, I think what physicians and clinicians need today is they need hope and they need a clear vision of how healthcare can be better. And if you can show them how that is done and say that you don't have to take off, you know, the reason why you became a physician when you're practicing in a broken healthcare system, there could be a way to actually apply who you are, maybe why you went into medicine, right? To take care of hurt or vulnerable people and then live through that why in all of what you're doing day in and day out. 
And in ChenMed, if we can provide this environment where you can actually authentically be who you are, live out your your mission, even your faith, as you're practicing, oh, what a beautiful place that could be. And then not only live out your your mission, your 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 faith, your calling, whatever it may be, but then also get poured into so that you continue to grow and develop your full God-given potential. Um, that's the environment that we're trying to create at ChenMed. And so the story needed to get out for clinicians, for medical students, for residents, that there's a reason to go into primary care, despite there being a huge shortage and, you know, a lot of people going into specialty care instead of primary care. The need is in primary care. The opportunity for impact and for leadership development and growth typically is with the folks that can have the broadest view of both healthcare and the patient. And that's why I think primary care is the answer. Anyways, long, long answer, but um, there's just something honestly that I'm very passionate about in getting the word out that there is a way to give clinicians physicians hope in connecting their purpose with what they do in healthcare today. And so many people are disenfranchised by healthcare, but there is hope. I love the way you talk about there's hope. And I just a little bit of a follow-up to that question. At the Center for Wellbeing here, we're, we're dealing with a lot of um, physicians, primary care uh, workers, healthcare professionals who are, have lost that hope. How has your model changed the environment for those individuals and impacted their well-being? Well, see, what happens in normal day-to-day fee-for-service healthcare is physicians are inserted into this machine that is designed to crank out transactions and RVUs. And so anything that takes away from their production in those transactions is actually bad for that fee-for-service business. In ChenMed, we had this beautiful opportunity because we're in a full risk environment, meaning we're, we're 100% in in value-based care, right? Mm-hmm. And so our focus is not just seeing that patient that one day, it's helping that patient to live longer, live better, prevent hospitalizations, achieve the best quality outcomes and, and control their chronic conditions, even reverse their chronic conditions, right? So the focus dramatically shifts. And we, we found that at ChenMed that when you invest in clinicians, help them to understand who they are, because you you, you can't lead anyone until you lead yourself, and you can't lead yourself until you know yourself. Hmm. So then as an organization, we had to spend the time helping clinicians get to know who they are, their why, their purpose, and then develop based upon what they're learning about themselves, what are their strengths, what are their, 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 their blind spots, how do we continue to give them the space and the time to grow as a human, then as a physician, then as a leader, and broaden their influence abilities? And when we were broadening their influence abilities, then you could see their lives being changed, mm-hmm. right? And then they're engaging with passion into their practice of medicine. And for us, it was also like we, we're not a Christian organization, but we're a Christian family that invites people of faith to live out their faith here, you know, at Chenna. So we we would pray before meetings, we would give people the option to abstain if they so choose, but it became a, a safe environment where you, you can authentically be who you are. And we ended up attracting, obviously, a lot of people who mm-hmm. were Christians or were of faith and could, could feel like they were living out their faith and their purpose 
while working at Chen. Dr. Chen, is that an intentional curriculum that you're using with these individuals? Or is it more of a mentoring kind of approach that maybe with one of your employees, you cover certain things? Or is there a standard that you're using? Uh, have you guys put something together like that? Oh, we put together a very, very intentional training program for our clinicians. We called it black belt training with seven distinct levels of black belt training, all the way from ethical advocate, humble healer, passionate preventer, available and accountable, frequent follower, general manager, tournament champion. I mean, I, I obviously I don't want to like go into all, but very specific levels. And then what we did initially is we studied all of our best performing PCPs, primary care providers, and we, we said, what are the attributes that make them so successful? We dissected them, we studied them, and then we put it into a curriculum. And the curriculum is, we can't just teach people this stuff. They need to experience it. And so we built our training program on a 70-20-10 methodology to say that we it needs to be experiential 70% of the time. And then we need to build in the mentorship, the coaching, and then we need to have some didactics, but that can't be the bulk of it. And then, you know, that that's essentially the first one to two years of every new PCP that comes on board in ChenMed, and they describe it as a fellowship. Mm-hmm. They they actually love the learning and you know getting poured into. Now, obviously, they're not paid like a <laughs> or out there, they're paid very competitively. So they, they get to experience life as an attending, but then also grow and learn, which is why we we've um developed even selection criteria to say, hey, you know, at ChenMed, um, we need people that are humble healers that have this, what we call learning humility and learning agility. And then they need to be exquisitely aligned to our, you know, to our, our vision, mission and values. And so if they have those things and, and, you know, they're, they're teachable, they're coachable, they're humble, whether or not they've been in practice for 30 years or whether or not they're fresh out of residency, if they have that learning humility and learning agility, then They'll do great, Chen Med. Well, Dr. Chen, you and your older brother, Chris, you both went through an allopathic training, standard medical training, medical school, fellowships, and so forth. And so the shock to you as you came back and your dad introduces you to value-based care, the Chen Med way, that it was a steep learning curve that you had to adjust. And I, I read the markers, your dashboard on the web for the Chen Med difference, 450 is the cap that you place on patient panels. fewer ER visits and hospitalizations for your patients. Ten times is the time in person for doctors and patients. So there's more time. And I I have to say, I mean, I was in practice in Michigan for a number of years, and the the frequency of visits just blew me away that the number of times that you're following up with patients. So I get it why you're wanting to be a national leader in value-based care, because what you describe in your book is really not something I'm familiar with in, in terms of time with patients. You can't learn this in medical school or training. That's what we figured out. Everything that we learned in training was pointing towards fee-for-service and did not have the right methodology for behavior change, right? You you can't change anyone's behavior if you say, I'll follow up with, you know, with me in four to six months. How are you going to change their behavior? You know, you wait one day, they may not be taking their medication that you asked them to take, right? Mm-hmm. And so, for some reason in medicine, we say, oh, follow up every three to six months, like that's normal. But if you change the orientation from saying, hey, you're an expert that's here to just deliver expert advice and you have no link to whether or not that patient takes that advice or not, no buy-in, then you don't really care if they change their behaviors or not because you've done your job just by 
giving them the information. It, it, it's kind of like, you know, Christians like, oh, you just, you know, you, you, you just um, uh, share the gospel with them and it's up to them. Well, that, that may work for some. It's not going to be as effective as you build a deep trusting relationship with someone. And then you kind of, you know, introduce them to the gospel and you, and, and you're there to answer the questions. You, you follow up frequently and you have that, you have that deep relationship of trust that, that can change the, the trajectory of their life in a more meaningful way. So we do the same thing, you know, at Chenmin. And so for us, if we're taking care of very sick seniors in poor neighborhoods, connecting with them at least monthly just makes sense. And it works and it's replicable. And we've been able to demonstrate that when you apply this methodology and you insert, you know, values of love, accountability, and passion with this frequency of touch points, you can really heal a lot of people. And I'm amazed, Gordon, that you'd be you'd be able to obviously recruit physicians and other healthcare professionals in. So your compensation must be competitive to get people to recruit them to come join you. Yeah, yeah. Our compensation is is very competitive. And it's done in a different way, right? Instead of seeing 2,300 patients that you see once or twice a year, and then you have to relearn them every time, our clinicians get to know their patients almost like their family members, right? Mm -hmm. And in some cases, they're seeing their patients more often than they would like their extended relatives, right? They're, they're seeing them at least monthly, and they get to know them. And, and again, it's it's more about behavior change. So we, we would almost consider ChenMed a behavior change organization, and anytime you're you're changing anything, you need leadership and influence. And so that's why we invest so much in leadership and influence. Well, that's a perfect setup for the question I was going to ask you here. Uh, as you're making this investment and your staff there, that does require a lot of leadership development. Sounds like you've been pretty intentional about that. Uh, we want to be intentional about that here at the CMDA. How does it work for you? How does the leadership development work? And what kind of advice would you give us for leadership development here for our members? I can speak for myself personally. I was at a way younger age than I should have been put into a leadership and influence role that was way broader than what I was ready for. And so there was a gap that I realized that I couldn't necessarily go to my other physician leaders or mentors or whatnot because they had the same gap. And so what I needed to do first is just recognize, hey, I need to work on my own leadership development. I, I need to be open and vulnerable. I, I, I need to understand that I've got an ego issue that I need to solve. And we all do, right? And we, the more vulnerable and open we are and the more comfortable we are talking about our weaknesses, then, well, then that's when we start to grow, right? And so as I went on my own leadership journey, you know, I had an executive coach and then I had multiple rounds of executive coaching and then I tried a different and I had different mentors and I and I was looking in the same way like a medical student or resident would look for that clinical expertise and training I was looking for that but from a leadership standpoint a leadership development standpoint like how do you I started reading every book I can find on leadership and management and team building on you know Patrick Lencioni you know John Maxwell like Simon Sinek like so on and so forth all of these books there's so much content out there now I was fortunate enough that as I'm reading this content I had this place in Chen Med to be able to apply it and then pour into my team and then my team they 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 loved it and they would pour into their team and so my advice for you all is Anytime you're building a leadership development culture, it's a journey and it starts, it starts at the top, right? 
and anyone and everyone can continue to grow like as a better leader right and it's just like our spiritual journey right with like like as folks at the top are growing spiritually and then they're pouring into their team and they're growing spirit it, it continues to cascade and i would say there, there's a lot of overlap with that leadership development you know just like like spiritual development as well. They oftentimes go hand in hand. Well, Dr. Chen, when we were before, uh, had a chance to meet and greet, you told me a little bit about your relationship with John Maxwell. And I know that you're working together on a project with him. Tell us just a little bit about that project that you're working on. I think it has to do with the five levels of leadership. Yeah, I mean, John is just such an amazing transformational leader and his influence goes all over the world. He was kind enough to write the forward in our book. We had gotten an opportunity to spend a few days together. And and really, I was sharing with him the deep impact that some of his books has had, has had in our Chen Med culture, like five levels of leadership. We could kind of walk through each level. Like for physicians, so often we, we view ourselves as, you know, the authority, right? Like as a physician, we're experts. And then come to realize that's just level one leadership positional leadership, right? And so we have a long ways to go. And, and that was just such an aha moment, right? You, you think, oh, you know, you're a physician, you're an attending, you finished all this training, and you finally achieved level one leadership, right? <laughs> and so we, we just had this beautiful, like, connection. And, and you know, and um, he, he was just so giving and, and, and generous with his thoughts, with his time, with his ideas. And the dream, the dream that that i have and, and you know john john and i were, were talking about this is you know what if you can create that interest that demand for leadership development for growth amongst physicians clinicians and, and what if you can speak in a language that would help them to want to grow personally and then what if that also opened the door for them to maybe soften their heart for the gospel or for a deeper relationship with christ and that's what we've seen at Chen Med as well is, you know, as people become open and vulnerable, right? That's the path to leadership development, but that's also the path to, you know, creating a, a deep and meaningful relationship with God, right? You can't develop a great relationship with God if you're not vulnerable, open, right? And you're not like... The inner life of the leader. I mean, you know, I hear more and more lately about people talking about working hard on the inner life of the leader. And that may not even be from a Christian perspective, I think I've heard some secular healthcare professionals talk about how important the inner life is. Well, we've uh, we've got a great book about that <laughs> called the Bible yeah. with a lot of good principles. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I mean, if you just go really hard into you know the Bible, learn from the the creator of servant leadership, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Or, or, or even kind of diving into Proverbs and learning from, you know, King Solomon and, or, or David or whatnot. There's so many just amazing leadership principles there that when applied, you get more impact and, and more productivity from that. Dr. Tian, uh, from my time here at CMDA and working with leaders and leadership development, I've discovered that people were in practice. They're thrown into the fire and they're realizing I wasn't trained in the area of leadership it's our students that think they're going into medicine and they don't think there's a connection there. How do, how do we get students interested in this leadership development piece and, and, and where does it begin? Yeah, I, the, the desire needs to come from within and that needs to start with answering the question, why did you go into medicine? 
If you went into medicine just to have all the book knowledge in your head, but not make any changes in your patients' lives or the communities, well, then you don't need leadership. Mm -hmm. But if you went into medicine because you want to bring change in your patients' lives and in the community, then you need leadership. And John will, you know, he, he's famous for, for saying, hey, leadership is influence, mm -hmm. nothing more, nothing less. That's, that's really what leadership is. So I would say for folks in CMDA, whether or not you're students or residents or, or, or you're out in the community and you're, you're in attending, how can we sharpen our influence skills, right? Remember leadership influence, like let's use them interchangeably. If we are more effective influencers, well, then I think we'll be more effective in ministry as well, right? Mm -hmm. So then the recognition to just say we weren't trained in leadership and influence, that's okay. Like, just like I went through that, like, I need to learn. And just like in, you know, in the medical field, you can, you can dive in, you can become an expert, you can learn, and then you have to practice and you have to experience it. And it's the same thing with building your influence skills. And I believe that if folks in CMDA, uh, let, let's start with CMDA, right? If folks in CMDA who like, what a wonderful organization strategically placed in medical schools, residencies, and in the community across this country, if we intensively invested in our influence skills, then our ability to inf influence in medical campuses throughout the country, like skyrockets, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Well, I want to thank you, uh, Dr. Gordon Chen, for joining us today on CMDA Matters. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that book one of these fine days, uh, Five Levels of Leadership uh, for Healthcare Professionals or for Physicians. What's the title going to be? Yeah, we're, we're still kind of working out, you know, the, the, the details um, on, on like what the title. But, but the general concept is how do we um, how do we infuse this hunger and desire for leadership development in healthcare? And um, and so that's that that's what uh, you know John and I are are trying to do. Um, you know, it's just a privilege to just learn from him and all of his just amazing experience. Um, but uh, there is a need, and what I found is whenever healthcare professionals start to grow and and learn, it changes so much of their perspective and their engagement with their patients, with their colleagues, and it can be a, such an effective tool for ministry. God bless you, Dr. Chen, and please pass our greetings and appreciation on to the rest of your family. Thank you so much, Dr. Chubb and Pastor Jones, and thank you so much for your time and what you do at CMDA. I mean, it's it's making a tremendous impact, and we need, we, we need CMDA to, to reach its full potential. Among all of our various ministries, CMDA's specialty sections give you the unique opportunity to equip, network, and fellowship with colleagues in your specific healthcare specialty. Organized by CMDA members, the sections include the Addiction Medicine Section, the Coalition of Christian Nurse Practitioners, the Psychiatry Section, and more. You can find the full list of sections at cmda.org slash specialty sections. And if you don't see a section for your specialty, new sections are currently under development with CMDA's campus and community ministries. Contact CCM at cmda.org for more information about getting involved or starting a section.
You know, it was such a brief time together we had with Dr. Gordon Chen. We really only touched the surface of the story of his family, which they share in their book, The Calling, a memoir of family, faith, and the future of healthcare. It really is an excellent book that focuses on the compassionate care that Christians like the Chen family and their colleagues in healthcare have been offering now for 30 plus years. And through that compassionate care, they truly make a difference in improving the physical and spiritual health of patients, not only in Miami and the state of Florida, but now in dozens of clinics across the United States. I want to encourage you to read this book by Gordon and his brother, Dr. Chris Chen. You can find The Calling online in CMDA's new online bookstore, powered by ChristianBook.com. Just visit cmda.org bookstore, or you can find a link in our show notes today. And while you're there, you can find several other of those leadership books by John Maxwell that we were discussing during our conversation just a few minutes ago. I was personally challenged by what Gordon shared about how they work hard to instill the importance of being humble healers and ethical advocates in their employees at ChenMed. So if you want to learn more about ChenMed and their transformative approach to primary care, as well as healthcare leadership and more, you can just visit ChenMed.com. CMDA's Center for Well-Being helps Christian healthcare professionals align with God, optimize well-being, and maximize influence. If you find yourself feeling burned out and overwhelmed by your daily demands, please reach out to our team in the Center for Well-Being. After all, you pour yourself out for others every day, and this is a place to be refilled. Plus, we've been expanding our services in the Center to help meet the great needs CMDA members have. You can sign up for certified coaching training courses that prepare you with the skills for coaching those in your sphere of influence, and our team can even help you walk through the difficult challenge of facing a malpractice lawsuit. Plus, we offer marriage enrichment weekends and retreats for our members to refresh and restore their marriages. Our team members have been where you are, and we want to help you through the challenges you face. Visit cmda.org slash well-being to learn more. Bert Jones and I so enjoyed talking with Gordon for this week's episode because much of what he shared reminded us of the importance of letting our calling as Christians drive our passion and our work every day in healthcare. We know we have some incredible opportunities in healthcare to point individuals toward Christ. That's why we produced Faith Prescriptions to help you learn how to integrate your faith into your practice of healthcare. This is an on-demand video series that teaches you how to share your faith in ethical and appropriate ways with your colleagues and your patients. It also teaches us how to pray with patients and much more. You can get started with this series, which is free to our CMDA members by visiting the CMDA Learning Center. It's found at cmda.org slash learning. 
For this year's Christmas episode of CMDA Matters, we want to feature personal stories from our members about their experiences celebrating Christmas on call. Perhaps for you, it's a memory when you saw God's presence in a mighty way with a patient encounter while you were on rounds on Christmas Day. Or maybe it's a recollection of how God moved a mountain for you to be able to spend Christmas Day with family after a long shift in the emergency room. Whatever your story looks like, we would love to hear about it and potentially feature it on the podcast. If you're interested, please contact CMDA Matters at cmda.org. We can't wait to hear your Christmas story. Thank you, Jamie. And I can't wait to hear some of those stories as well. I hope you'll listen in next Thursday for a conversation with Dr. Amanda Beatty. She's a general surgeon who spent the last 12 years in North Africa in a most challenging and far-off place, reaching a needy people with the hope and healing of Christ. Her testimony is powerful. I think you'll actually be surprised when you hear where she is serving, and I know she'll be an inspiration to you. As always, if you want to suggest a future guest for our podcast, you can just email us at cmdamatters at cmda.org. And if you like our podcast, be sure to give us that five-star stamp rating and share us on your favorite social media platform. As we close out this week's episode, I was struck by two particular statements that Dr. Gordon Chen shared just a few minutes ago. He said, quote, so many people are disenfranchised with healthcare today, but there is hope. And with God just opening doors for us, we were able to make a much broader impact than we thought, he told us. I have a strong feeling that many of our listeners today are probably feeling that sense of disenfranchisement with healthcare. Maybe that's you today, but please let this be a reminder that there is hope Paul told the Roman believers that it can and must be a confident hope in Jesus Christ. As Gordon said, God is opening doors for you and for all Christians in healthcare to be able to make a broader impact than we ever thought possible in our profession. This week, I want to encourage you to look for those open doors and see how God might be calling you to make a deeper impact for his kingdom through your practice of healthcare, and that's whatever specialty or practice situation or stage in your career you might be in. And as you do so, friends, you will bring that hope and healing of Christ to our world. That's what matters to CMDA, and CMDA matters. We'll see you next week, friends, God willing. This podcast has been a production of the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. The opinions expressed by guests on this podcast are not necessarily endorsed by the Christian Medical and Dental Associations. CMDA is a nonpartisan organization that does not endorse political parties or candidates for public office. The views expressed on this podcast reflect judgments regarding principles and values held by CMDA and its members and are not intended to imply endorsement of any political party or candidate.